This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And that's something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. All right. Good morning. How the devil are we all? Look at this. Hey, happy Chris. When was the last time you saw that? Well, maybe last night, but it's been a while. We've, we've made two signings, everybody. Two signings in a transfer window. And more to come, allegedly. I mean, now, look, obviously, I know, I don't know if Luke's in yet or not, but, you know, if you're a Nottingham Forest fan, obviously you make two signings in an hour. But for us, 
two sides in the whole window is good. Uh, let's have a look who's uh, who's in the who's in the chat, and then we'll get our guest in. Uh, Gray is in. Uh, goes whoa, afternoon, Chris. It's time for Tete. It is. It's Tete time. Now that's uh, I do like not Chico Tete time. Oh, wasn't it nice to wake up to a Brazilian on a Sunday morning? <laughs> oh, what? Apparently, they've been saying that as a signing that he is, he is a snip. So uh, we can but hope that he is a he is a cut above the rest. Um, I think that's all my uh, my my hair jokes gone out the window now. Um, Static is in a nice intro. Thank you very much, young man. How are you, Rene? Uh, how the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Um, Static says, Chris, well done for signing Tete. He's a good player, I think. I think he is, to be honest with you, looking at him. We'll find out a little bit more about him with my Brazilian expert, Brad. Well, he tells me he's a Brazilian expert. I don't know if that's the football. Well, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Rene says, Tete, it is, is our first ever Brazilian. I mean, that is amazing. Uh, as indeed agrees Gray there. Spencer's in and David is in. Good evening. Um, well, let's get him in. Let's get him in. Um, no mention of whether it's an option to buy. Oh, I, I don't think... We've got to wait, I think, to decide what UEFA decide at the end of the season about what happens with Ukrainian players because, of course, this could still well be the war going on, of course. But um, anyway, well, I'm sure we'll be discussing that as well. Here he is, I to say, my Brazilian expert. Let's bring him in. Brad... Good morning, or good afternoon as it is now. How the devil are you? Good afternoon, mate. Uh, I think it's safe to say with the way I take care of my facial hair, I know nothing about Brazilians in that sense of the <laughs> word, in all aspects of uh, body and hair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've not been this excited about a Brazilian playing for Leicester since Sven Goroksen was in charge and we were apparently signing Rivaldo <laughs> and Cafu. <laughs> I you know what I thought you were going to say then? I haven't been this excited about a Brazilian signing since we had Junior Lewis. Well, we all know what his passport really said. but uh... <laughs> Indeed. Hey, look, it, let's, get, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first. And at the moment, just to confirm, it is Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Liverpool 1. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, as a Liverpool fan, I was watching on, on a chat before I came in, and um, he, she, I'm not sure who it was, said, um, uh, Oh, Klopp is shouting at somebody. I went, Well, that's strange. He's usually whinging. Uh, but, <laughs> Maybe no, he was shouting his whinge this time. That was what it could be. He was, I know what he was doing. He was doing that seagull wing, weren't he? He was signing, and it just went, Fuck! I won't finish it because we're, we're a PG channel now. We'll not finish that swear word. We're a PG channel. You've reminded me. Thank you, sir. I should have had this ready. Every time we swear, it goes into the uh, Lester Till I Die coffers. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me because it was me last night, wasn't it? That uh, It was, it was on the swearing brigade. Yeah. Um, look, okay, so he's coming on loan. I don't, I'm not going to lie, I don't get it. I don't get it with this because Murak or whatever he's called signed for Chelsea. Um, we can't sign this player. The annoying thing is that Shakhtar Donetsk wanted to sell him because they need the money. Yeah, it's it's a way, it's a very, very weird and a very, very u unique 
transfer, given the circumstances that are going on, obviously, in the Ukraine at the moment. So, technically, he is here on what is being put under as a short-term deal. Mm. We are actually having to loan him off Leon because of everything that's going on with Shakhtar. We can't make the transfer happen because we don't know what's going on with their league. We don't even know if they might fold, what's going to happen with their club. And with that uh, uh, in say, we have had, and this is why people have got confused and I got confused myself uh, with why are we striking the deal with Leon, 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 because he's a Shakhtar Donetsk player. And that's because of everything that's going on. So technically, it's it's kind of a loan, but it's not. It's like getting someone on a, on a pay-as-you-play six-month sort of deal in a weird way. Mm. The premise of the deal, from what I can figure out, from what other Leicester fans have been saying, is that we will then go through FIFA again, we will wait to see what they decide in the summer. And if all is being well in terms of they allow transfers to happen, regardless of what they do with, with the league, hopefully, although you'd, you'd say it's far off, you'd hope something would be going on between the war that's currently going on to, to allow football to return to Ukraine, although I can't see it. But you think FIFA would step in and say, OK, Given the situation, given what it is, we're now going to allow you to process that twenty million pound or twenty million euro fee, and he can now become a fully fledged Leicester player because it's it's not a loan in, but it's not a signing on a long contract. It is a very weird one, and it's still kind of not entirely worded right. There's still different sources saying exactly what the deal is, some saying it's a loan. And I suppose technically, realistically, that it, it is essentially we are loaning him off Leon for the time being. But the principle is that everything is agreed and ready to go come, well, what will be July. It will be July now. But come then, he will be a Leicester player. It's just we're in this difficult, very weird situation. But what matters is, no matter what goes on in the future, we can't, you know, it's out of our control. What matters is now we've got him yeah. and he's here. Yeah. I mean, just to quickly say, I know what Rennie says there, let, let's hope um, he's a Mario's replacement, but let's not put too much on him because I think that's been the problem with everybody we've signed. Oh, this is the new Mares. Oh, this is going to be the guy that's going to fill that void that's been left. And you've immediately got that weight of expectation on a poor player. I mean, because I'm not saying any of them were ever going to be great players. And but Gazelle, um, Diabate, Under, they all came with this. Oh, this is going to be the new Riyad Mahrez. And I feel sorry for anybody who's coming in with that tag. Yeah. I mean, the, pro- the, the problem is you're never going to escape it. No matter how minimal or, or majority of fans will do it, you're always going to get the comparisons made, and and pundits are going to make the comparison. Comparison, especially if, and obviously Leicester fans were hoping, if he hits the ground running, you know, if he gets a a goal and an assist or both on his debut, all of a sudden Sky are going to absolutely salivate themselves yeah. comparing him to Mares, and we, he, no player that comes in is ever going to shake that but yes I think 
in a Leicester scenario, I think the majority of people are going to give him time to replace him. And like Grace says there, realistically, like Vardy with Dakarori and Acho, we're just not going to replace someone with that. We, we, we're very blessed to have such talents at, at a level at our club in, in this period. I mean, I, I've said over the years, and I know we kind of contrasted it with Mendy yesterday, but I said we're very fortunate that we've got as close to a replacement in Kante as we did with Ndidi. And I know, now I know this season and last season, he's gone a bit off the boil and, and the favours changed with, with Mendy and Samare. But that was a case in point when he was really setting the world alight as a Leicester player. So, yeah, we just have to take him as he is and, and, and enjoy the player he is. And, and, and hopefully, come the summer, things are a lot more clearer. And here we go, we'll pop up yes. <laughs> in July with him joining. Well, the funny thing is, I, I went on to um, transfermarket.co.uk and they've already got like Shakhtar, then Esther Leicester, uh, Leicester to Shakhtar Donetsk, 30th of June 2023. So, because it's a loan, they've already put it in. I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, well, at least we got in for a bit. But I mean, I'm surprised, really. I mean, I don't know if we're paying Lee on anything at all, but I think there's got to be something at the end of it for Shakhtar to say to Leon, come on, you've got to let him go. Or Leon has just been very nice. I, I, I would imagine so. I'd imagine there's some dealing where the understanding is that maybe the fee has a compensation for Leon. I could imagine that either... I, I, I think the core principle is that unless something happens, and it would be a shame and a disaster for this to happen, but it's, unless he becomes suddenly a free agent because Shakhtar Dinesk have to fold or... Uh, the Ukrainian league, because he could, let, let's face reality, if this continues, unfortunately, the Ukraine could lose the football in league for a few years and have to rebuild. So there could be a ton of players available. Hmm. I, I just think Leon have kind of got the benefit of knowing that one way or another, no matter how the deal goes in the summer, they'll get something for giving up a player that they had on loan and, and maybe wanted themselves yes. in the deal. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know whether they, they couldn't afford him or whatever, but anyway, we've got him. He's ours, so get lost, Leon. Uh, Anthony's in. Good afternoon, Anthony. Good win for Bristol City yesterday. We're uh, Leicester, Leicester at home to Bristol City in the next round, eh, Brad? That's what we are, are hoping for. But then yeah, his, his other team are through, Southampton, so he might get a little bit, which way does he go? Yeah, oh, in Arsenal out, so he hasn't got them. Is there any other teams in red that have got through? I mean, Liverpool are losing today. He can't support them. No, they're drawing Liverpool. Oh, are they? They're drawing now. So he might still have Liverpool. Uh, I I don't know. I think Ipswich might have a red away kit, so he might partake in them if they play Well, yeah. Famous team, of course, Charlton, because they always come dancing onto the pitch because they always come onto the Charleston Athletic. Coming on dancing to the Charleston, I caught that up, didn't I? Anyway, <laughs> what, basically, what Anthony says there is, is a good signing. He plays on the right, but what a fast player! But he only scores about six to eight goals a season. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying, but we're not buying him as a striker, so that doesn't worry me overly. No. I mean, he's played 17 times for Leon in League One, 
Now, I know the other day we were talking and uh, Leo, you, know, you could argue that League One isn't as good as the Premier League, but it's still one of the top ones in Europe. You know, I think, you know, Spain, uh, Germany, France, I think, you know, they've got some very good leagues. But he, he's played 17 games. He scored six goals in those seven and he's assisted on three. Now, I don't know, obviously, how many of those he started or how many came off, but, I mean, that's that's better than under, better than Gazelle. Mm. Yeah, it is. And, and again, I, I, I get Anthony's point, but there's a misinterpretation. You know, we look at Harvey Barnes and, again, you have to remember Morris was a one-of-a-kind, still is. Um, but... Um, you, you, what you realistically want from a winger, especially in their first couple of seasons, unless they're going to prove to be world class and be able to score and assist in double double figures, like and I'm not talking like ten goals and and and, and nine assists. I'm talking fifteen, sixteen of each. You don't really get that. You normally find that a winger has a strong number. And it's usually the assist. If he gets eight goals and eight assists, I'll take that. I'm very happy with him coming in and contributing either way with with with, with the ball. That that's what you're signing these players for. That's what you're asking your creative players to do to either negotiate the space to create a chance or or get you know get on the end of a of a ball that's slightly overhit for the strikers. That's what they're there for. You know, a classic Andy Andy King at the back stick. I know he wasn't a right winger, but that's really what you're asking your wingers to do. Cross comes in from left and you're making sure he's there to, to kind of sweep it in if it, if it avoids everybody else. Just for Spencer there, because, you know, he, he, he was wanting me to do the sound, but I can't do the sound. A little bit of Brazilian music there for you. Yeah. Uh, we used to do the samba when we had Sol Bamba playing for us. So, I, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. Spencer missed that time, didn't he? I don't know, Spencer. Maybe you was around with good old Sol Bamba. I still remember his debut. He scored for 30 seconds or so in Man City in yeah. the Cup, didn't he? Yeah, it's, it, it was his it was his debut, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Course, Corner comes in. That are old enough to remember, that was the music to which Junior Lewis always came on the pitch to. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the rum, the rumble will do. Um, um, big Nigel, big Nigel, we could get. I'm not sure where that's come from. Uh, how many? I don't know. I mean, that's like say. The, but what we got, what we forget is, and I wanted to bring this up in regards to Luckman. He is absolutely nailing it, and well done to him. You know, he seemed like a really nice guy. We wish we'd got him. We didn't for financial reasons. We have to live with that. But there's no saying that had we signed him, he would have had quite that impact in our team, especially with the way that we're struggling at the moment. But it's you know maybe his style of play suits um, Italy more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to make that assumption when someone either has a good loan stay at you, because he did have a good loan stay, in my opinion. And, and it's yeah. always, oh, well, look at him now. Look at him now scoring goals. But people really need to remember this, right? And and I, I feel the need to reiterate it. We, people have, I don't know if short memories or maybe they just don't 
remember seeing the reports in the summer. We wanted Lupin, but we did not have the funds available. The owners made it very clear that if Brandon wanted to spend in the window, he was going to have to find a way to make the money himself. I would like to remind people we would not have Wout Faze in our team had the French Voldemort not been sold. Yeah. Because if he'd have stayed and nothing had happened with him, we would have Fafana in our back line and Wout Faze would still be playing. Where did we get him from again? I know it was 15 million, but I've already forgot where we signed with him. <laughs> it's a very you know what I mean? We would not have Wout Faze in this team. And that was done practically a couple of days before the window ended. That was done literally on, on via deadline day, sort of the day before. So you have to remember, it's all well and good saying, oh, I hope we don't mess this up like we did Lutman. We had no choice. Brendan mm. wanted Lutman. It was very apparent that we were trying to find a way and, and maybe getting down on his hands and knees and pleading to make the funds available and risk 15 million. But the board said, no, we can't do that. We're not in a financial position with the ruling to do that. If you can get 15 million in, we'll happily allow you to get him for 15 million. We, we have to let it go. It's in the past. We've got Tete yeah. now and that's, that's who's in now to, to do the job. And we have to hope that in the summer, things are a bit clearer and we can bring him in. Yeah. Uh, Melina is in. Good afternoon or good morning over there in Canada. I hope you uh, are well. I hope your dad's doing well as uh, as well. Um, hey, we might get you in the FA Cup, Melina. <laughs> oh, God, I keep forgetting. No, Arsenal's in it anymore. Sorry. Oh, God. Naughty oh, God. You, know, you, you know what? All serious, all serious aside of Arsenal, I am sort of a little bit worried. Because I am just waiting for, because it was all fun and games when we were talking about before, but I am just waiting now for that little slip on Arsenal and, and, and Man City get themselves top of the table by goal difference or a point or whatever. And that inevitable scenario happens. And I'm just going to sigh a little bit because I do feel sorry for Arsenal fans like Melina because, you know, the second that happens, the toxic Arsenal is going to come back out and it's going to be Arteta out. He's bottled the FA Cup. He's bottling the league. And it's just ridiculous. So I hope, in a way, that Arsenal do do fend off the, the charge from Man City. But I, 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 as a neutral, I'm almost dreading it. I agree. And I, I, I think they're going to... I've got to give, give every, any Arsenal fan the chance, and they'll probably um, remind us uh, or argue, uh, you know, point out to us. But I think they're sooner win the league than the cup anyway. And let's not forget know, the year before us. You know. Yeah, I know, but it, you know, you know what happens, don't you? They, they went out the Carabao Cup. That wasn't such a big deal. They go out the FA Cup. It's not a big deal, but. They go out. Are they, in, are they even in Europe this season? I know they spent one out of it. I don't. I don't know. I think. But they go out of that, and then they, and then all of a sudden, Man City get their noses in front of the league. You just know that old toxic things are. And sorry, yes, hi, Melina. It's lovely to see you back in the chat, and I. I hope you're doing really well. I hope. I hope you're. Um, you're back in in a positive state of mind, Melina. I know you've what? been up and yeah. down, bless you. So yeah. good to see you. Indeed. And I, I can I can hear I can hear the sound of Luca and Stephen wringing their hands, saying, "Oh, we're at the FA Cup. This is going to we're getting." Yeah. Ready for our test Can't wait out. for our next live stream with Empire just going. This is that. We um, uh, where are we? We got him from Ostend, apparently. Ah, right. I just I forgot the name of the club. I didn't want to 
butcher it and say it, but oh, I like that. Uh, I do like that artwork. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have got him. Had we not sold for Farner, we wouldn't have had him and we'd have a petulant child on our hands and, and probably probably Amati would be playing a one centre-back because he obviously won't use Soyuncu. We'd probably have one centre-back and seven midfielders in the team yeah. if, if that was yeah. the case. So we have to remember we're actually fortunate to have FaZe as, as well. So, you know, take the good with the bad when it comes to Lutman. And let, let me know, I'm looking at a player here who's playing for for Leon. Who I'm not sure where they are in the French league. Let me just have a have a look and search league earn. Um, I would I, I would hazard to guess that that Leon are definitely somewhere in that French league. They, <laughs> they're in it definitely. They are definitely nothing gets past me, mate. Nothing uh, gets past me. Well, seventh. Yeah, they're tenth. Oh, was close for seventh as a random yeah. guess. So it's halfway. They're in a better position than Leicester are in the Premier League. And I know, Le- you know, there's the, still the pull of the Premier League, but fair play that the guy wanted to come because he could have turned around and said, actually, I'm quite happy here in Lyon. Well, yeah, there, there, there is that. And, um, yeah, what, that was something that um, once Fabrizio started saying that the player had agreed, you kind of get the feeling that it was almost going to happen. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was. It's nice to have that player. And again, you know, people. I know the season's been a, a disaster, but you have to remember the pulling power. I know we don't have the pulling power of the big, the favourable six, as I'll call them. But we also we also do ourselves a bit of a disservice because we, you know, whether whether we're having a bad season or not, we still have the pulling power to talk to an agent to. To have a word with a player or, or, or his representatives and go, well, Leicester interested in you. And then he goes, oh, yeah, but, and, and you know, and maybe he looks where Leicester are in the league and he goes, mm. but then they go, well, they've been in Europe recently. They've done well when they've got their quarterfinalist Champions League, semi finalist last year, um, winning silverware. So that they're in a good place. They, they, a player like you, they're, they're wanting in because they reckon you would help them get back. And then all of a sudden that player goes, actually, yeah, you've sold me the dream. And that's, you know, we do ourselves a disservice sometimes as fans. And I, I think we're a bit hard, uh, over critical on ourselves because we're fans. Obviously we, we always are, but yeah, we've got a lot more pulling power than people maybe give us credit for. I, I mm. think these sort of signings could become a little bit less surprising if, if we can get back to that, that, to that sort of standard, because obviously we have to maintain it. So let, let's see. Let's see. The next few seasons will be interesting. Yeah, Anthony's uh, not bad for Anthony. FBS on the shirt. Does that stand for first big signing? No, it actually, no. It's, 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 I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm just going to do this first so I can get it out of the way. It's actually it's describing Arsenal for the last couple of seasons. Fucking bloody shite. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it also stands for a f- first bit of silverware. I mean, you won't know that, Anthony, because it's been a while. <laughs> oh, yours is better than mine. I I bow, <laughs> I bow to the master. And <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give you. Um, uh, where are we? I've got, to, I've got to find it. I've got to give you one of these. I mean, <laughs> I would love it if we did the daily trophy for Arsenal. It's been a while, but look, it's getting back onto um, onto Tete. Um, 
can play right wing, that's his main position, but he can also play middle and left midfield as well. So if we also bring in another uh, winger, Harrison, Jack Harrison, we'll talk about him later, it's it's great because it does give... And I'm a Barnes fan, and I know, you know, he, he's one of those players that can't seem to please everybody all the time. But I, I, he needs competition. And yeah, he does. If, he he's, does. if he's having a, an off time, then let's move, um, you know... Uh, Tete across and bring Harrison in if we sign him. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it is giving us a lot more. And Brendan likes these uh, the, these players that can play multi-positions. Yeah, he does. And it, it is an area that we kind of forgot about with such focus on a, on a right winger. That, that Every good player needs good competition. And and it, this could only benefit, um, you know, Leicester because, like you said, Harvey Barnes gets that competition. And look, I, I, I love Michael Brighton. I really do. And he, he can yeah. play both. But you've also then got Madison that can play out there. We can, you know, he's back on the training ground. So in time, we can see Ricardo. We'll, he, we know he's capable of playing right wing. He's played it a few times in his time at Leicester. So it's just nice to get that extra bit of quality in the depth to maybe really get these players to really knuckle down and prove their worth. Because... And with you, I, I look. I know he goes missing in games from so often, but that's because he's pinned to the left side. I do put a defence out from there. But Harvey Barnes is actually a really good footballer. He always contributes with goals and assists. So yeah, I'm 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 happy that we've got someone in like you said that Brendan likes is versatile in 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 a few positions. Obviously, the area of strength for him is naturally on the right, but to have that availability to us. Is, is is only benefiting the players that are currently there because, yeah. like you said, it's not just that; it's not just Barnes, though. But it also allows us to push Madison back out into that more natural position because he's obviously had to play on that right wing at times a lot this season, mm. and and that'll be good for him as well as Barnes because it means we can focus putting Madison through the middle and being behind the the striker. One hundred percent. You've read my notes, haven't you? <laughs> I did. You sent them in an email. <laughs> Newcastle, we're getting very excited of the fact that we sold, we signed Tete because all oh, that means that uh, Madison's going to be let go. Madison, but the point you made there, very good point, is Madison for me is better in the centre of the field because yes. you know he can go either side. Then he can go to the left a little bit or to the right. Sticking him on the right, I think, does limit him. So it does allow him to come in to the middle. Um, depending obviously what is going to be happening with, with Tielemans. But again, you know, sometimes when Kieran Dewsbury Hall's not on him, we, we know we miss him, we miss his enthusiasm, we miss his, you know, his, his wanting to get stuck in his attacking. But if you've got Madison that can come in as well, I mean, I, ju I just think it, I'm getting excited. Can you hear in my voice? I'm actually getting excited by this signing. <sighs> Yeah, I, I and with good reasoning. Obviously, he comes with a lot of attributes. He comes with a lot of quality, and again, something that um, pleases Leicester fans and, and well, would please any fan of any club is it's not just a oh god, we really need to get someone in with the days running out. It's not. It's not. It's not so. Like this is somebody that Leicester haven't just looked over in this window. They've been looking at these players. For a long time, you know that we've had on that we've been linked with and, and keep getting linked with. So he's not somebody that's just a shot in the dark. 
to to bring in. And and another player I think it actually may weirdly start to benefit, probably more because of your dip in form, but yeah. also Dennis Pratt, who put on a really good showing in the FA Cup for me yesterday. What one of a few players that stood out for, for, for me with a good performance. And you know, I think freeing up that right side to rotate and have options there and 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 also giving Madison that competition for a solid start in the middle it, it gives gives Leicester fans a lot to be confident and, and hopeful of going into the second half of the season. Because oh, yeah, let's face yeah. it, let's face it, minus four or five wins, it can't get a lot worse than, than the first <laughs> half. Yeah, I was good. We are sinking into one here. It's almost like you could read my mind. <laughs> it couldn't get any bloody worse, could it? Yeah, that's very dear. He's 22. Um, and he's left-footed right winger. I mean, he's perfect. He ticks. As, I mean, we say he's Brazilian. Uh, I'm, 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 I, I refuse to watch. You know, when they show these videos uh, on YouTube when you sign a player, you go, oh, here's all the, uh, you know, this is his best bits and what have you. And they never put up his like. Well, this is his average bits. And I always, I do authorize them in the group. Uh, on Facebook, but I don't like to watch them because I'm thinking, like, yeah, we, you can make anybody look good by doing that. But yeah, he is, you know, box ticking, isn't he? Yeah, and again, it's it's what your scouting team's instructed to do. It's why they're paid the money they are to do the research mm-hmm. and look at him, and and then get back to whoever it is that that that, that takes their information and, and then makes that decision on which one they're going to go forward with. And clearly. You know, Tete, and I know we, I know we had a few names over over this January window that have been linked with on that side. But obviously, Tete, excuse me, ticked ticked enough of the right boxes to be in that top priority of of players we wanted to get in. Because that's another thing as well. I know we had that Gonzalez for a bit, but you know that they were also working on this deal in the background with Tete because. You know, if we all just went after our first option and got them, football and transfers would be a boring experience, wouldn't they? You know, we know that Leicester wouldn't have just, you know, picked him out of nowhere and gone, oh, well, I guess you'll do. He'd have been up there going, both of these or three of these players look really good. Which one can we get through the door? And mm. here he is, the Brazilian, as as yeah. Dom from Fast and Furious would say, it is not Le- you're not in Leicester anymore. This is Brazil. <laughs> so we can, but well, you said, didn't you? I often say, you know, sometimes it's like watching Brazil. It literally will be, won't it? But um, he, he, he obviously is Brazilian. Uh, he was born in Alvadara in Brazil. Uh, he joined the youth academy at uh, Jerimo uh, in 2008. And in 2000, I mean, he was born in 2000, so he was eight when he joined them. So they obviously saw something in him. In 2016, he scored 33 goals for the reserves. Now, I don't know, right, how good the Brazilian Reserve League is or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not saying that we've got the next Wayne Rooney on our hands or, you know, Gerard, but I'm sorry, at any level, scoring 33 goals in one season ain't bad. No, it's not. I mean, again, it's the the Brazilian league, and it's well, it's not even the Brazilian league; it's the reserve league. So you take any stat with a pinch of salt. But yeah. you know, if we can take away the police record, I, I wouldn't be too happy if we got the next Ronaldinho on our hands. <laughs> well, exactly. I had, I mean, I had to know. make 
I, I had to make the police record statement for us because I don't want him coming with trouble. I just, if he's got the talent <laughs> of Ronaldinho on the pitch, I, I'm, I'm very fine with him, uh, yeah. you know, scoring 30 odd goals in a, in a Brazilian youth league. But I mean, when he, when he went to Shakhtar Donetsk, and again, you know, let's, you know, say, well, you know, it's the, it's the Ukrainian league, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they, they got through. Not so long ago, there were, was it a quarter finalist in the FA in the World Cup? Did we meet, beat them or something? I mean, they're not, you know. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com novices no they're no slouches no they've had no. their they've had their talents over the years haven't they most notably mm. um probably andrei shevchenko yes um was a very good player for them uh, and and that so yeah they're, they're just because just because that's where they're born and bred and play their football, I mean, everybody has to make their trade somewhere. He, he, you know, yeah. he, he was born there. That's where he's going to get seen first. And, and you know, and that maybe this is what, you know, we're, we're obviously hoping as Leicester fans, very excitedly, that this becomes one of them transfers that comes from an obscure league and uh, and, and sets the ground alive. And let's be honest, there's so many people do have that attitude of like, oh, we've only we've only got this player, and oh, we've only got that player, and you know, oh, look at Haaland, doesn't he been doing well for Man City? And but look where he was, where he started. They've all come from somewhere, and you know, how how many of us laughed when we signed Jamie Vardy from Fleetwood? I I was one of them that definitely I didn't laugh, but I raised an eyebrow. No, you raised an eyebrow exactly. Yeah, and Kante. Mares, yeah. even Canocar, yeah. you know, but mm. Leicester fans should be a bit more accustomed to this. This isn't new for Leicester fans. This isn't even a Premier League uh, 2015 60 sort of thing. O'Neill, Elliot was from Oxford. Yes. Um, yes. We signed Savage from Crew. We got Ullthorne joined us from Norwich. You know, Tony mm. Cotty was holidaying in Malaysia when he fought. <laughs> It was a prank was, call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Mallorca or wherever it was. But he thought it was a prank call. You know, he was not playing football. You know, Claridge was um, from the, the lower leagues. Casey Keller, Mill. So Leicester have been doing this for years. We're yeah. quite a niche club at getting ourselves great value for money. And yes, of course, it doesn't always work out. <laughs> I can buy um, <laughs> Rashid. You know, you know, and we've had our gazelles and we've had our Kramerichs and, and, and our um Kaputskas. But yes. every club does. But yes. I would say on a on a general basis, 
Leicester's transfer ability is probably very enviable because even when Leicester make a loss, and yeah, Slaman is probably the most notable big loss Leicester have had, it's never a huge gulf. It's not like certain 80 million fridge freezers or or 50 million Brazilians called Richarlison who has commanded 100 million in two transfers and done fuck all. Yeah, put me in a swear jar for it. I'll have that one. I'll say it for him because he it baffles me how he's how he's cost two clubs 50 million when he does naff all apart from keeping up is when you find a lot. Like, yeah, congratulations, mate. We spent three million on an Englishman that did that and he's now doing naff all at Everton. His name's Damari D- D- Dyer Gray. I mean, Damari Gray. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, we never. We've never suffered massively if it's not worked out for us. Let's say that. So I'm, I'm happy with just paying and this for somebody. How well we do in your, you know, within the Premier League, we will never be man, at the moment Manchester City. You know, we will never be Chelsea. We will never have that sort of money. We will never be able to spend that sort of money because of the sort of this, until we get a stadium that's double the size. And I know we're sort of increasing it, which will help the FFP. But we, you know, we survived by buying these players for what? I don't know what did we play for pay for Morris? Was it four seventy five or something like that? You know, four hundred something k. Yeah. yeah, selling him on for sixty million. You know, it, that's how we, you know, we love it or, or hate it. As a club, that's how we... We're not a selling club in the fact that we must sell like we were sort of in Lineker's day and Alan Smith's day. We don't have to sell to survive, but it is the blueprint of how this club works. And yeah, that's fine. You know, if we are getting these players in for 25 million and then selling them for 60, 70, I'm all for that. Uh, I mean, you know, look, 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 this guy, he's got... Um, two Ukrainian championships. He's got one Ukrainian Cup um, trophy and he's got one Ukrainian Super Cup. Um, I suppose we call it the Community Shield, but they call it the, the Super Cup. So, you know, he, again, I could say at the end of the day, you can only pl- play what's in front of you. And he's been playing his trade at Ukraine. And let's face it, they are regular. They are regular Champions League participants yeah and it's not like he's been alone at a club that isn't also filled with champions league caliber leon of very fiercely always competing in europe so he comes with that experience and this is the thing you look at some of the players that have come from these leagues that do get success you know it's 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 always come with the premise that that you're a bit tentative and you're always going to be tentative when you sign them from, from like a Nordic league, or you sign them from a Ukraine, or you sign them from the Tur- yeah, the Turkish leagues. So not very well popularised leagues in terms of that. But these talents are there to be had. We've seen numerous stars come to that league. Mm. I mean, Sweden ain't exactly filled with stars, right? But Henrik Larsson, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Freddie Jungberg. Pontus Kamark, who's still got Giannini on his back pocket. <laughs> yes. You know, but, so we've seen that these talented national players, and, and I know I know he's Brazilian, so he's not actually I know he's not actually Ukrainian, but you know what I mean? They 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 came from these leagues, started off there, and they and you know, Lundberg was at Arsenal, 
Uh, Henrik Larsson played for, all right, granted Celtic, but probably in a more stronger era. Probably in a Celtic era where they had a stronger shout to say they'd compete in the English leagues when they had players like him there. But he did it at Barcelona and Manchester United. He won medals and Zatalan's always had a a glittered career. So these players come from these leagues or start their career in these leagues. Because you've got to remember, obviously, like you said, Tete's 22. So there's Mm. nothing wrong with saying that he can't come to the Premiership, settle in and become a success. Yeah. He played for Brazilian under-17s, under-20s and under-23s. Not prolifically, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, you've, got to be, you've got to be reasonably good to be picked for the Brazilian national teams, haven't you? Yeah, especially when you're only 22 as well. Yes. You yeah. know, you, it's just, you, it might not be many, a handful of games, but clearly his constant improvement in his development has made Brazil think, well, we want him actually now in our under-19s and under-20s. And then they're going, oh, actually, no, we want him in our under-23s. So, yeah. I've only just noticed this. I do like transfer market because they do, apart from the fact that everything's in Euros, but they, they generally, you know, know what they're talking about. You know, to me, if I want to know anything on transfers, as in prices and what have you, they're, they're my go-to uh, site. And it has got here. Um, I just run through his 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 his, um, his, his resume, so to speak. Uh, so he's born February the fifteenth. So his birth is coming up, two thousand. He's twenty two at the moment. I won't tell you his height. You're not bothered. He's left footed. Uh, his main position is right winger. His other positions are left winger and attacking midfield. Um, current club Leicester City, as we know, joined twenty ninth of June. Contract, uh, sorry, 29 January, uh, contract expires 30 June. Contract options, and it says here, option to buy. Yeah, and again, that's where the, is it a loan, isn't it? It kind of is, kind of, it's, it's, it's such a very messy transfer in terms of the ending to it. It, it, it doesn't really have a title because obviously Leicester aren't saying we've signed Tete until 2027 or something like that. But the premise is that Leicester, well, first FIFA will look in the summer at the Uruguayan League and the, the, what's going Uruguay. on there. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm confusing myself because earlier I, I kind of had a tongue-in-cheek moment um, talking to Liverpool fans saying that the Ukrainian Andy Carroll w- had missed the starting 11, obviously Nunes I was on about, and I was like, I meant Uruguayan, so I've been confusing the two nationalities uh, all day, it seems. So apologies <laughs> to any Uruguayan and Ukrainians <laughs> watching, but yeah, you know, we- we- we'll see. It is one of them with the option to buy, and that pretty much all stems to FIFA, because there's an option to buy right now, but like we said, and we have to acknowledge it, if the worst-case scenario comes for Shakhtar in the Ukraine and the war gets worse, I hope it doesn't, but we have to prepare for the worst. We could not we could not see him back at Leicester in the summer or we could see him arrive here on a free because he has no club to go to. And yeah. he just agrees, you know, he signs that contract and has to go, well, you're here, do you want to stay? And he goes, yes, please. Okay, well, we'll sign it for five years and or whatever, but... Look, I feel a bit we, sorry for Shakhtar Donetsk and all yeah. of this because obviously they're in the middle of a war over there and we wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, but they, they're they annoyed. They're 
peed off about it because they can't make any money from selling. You know, they've lost it like around 30 million, I believe, in players that they could have sold, um, but they haven't. And, you know, if, if we, I don't know whether his contract at um, Shakhtar runs out um, in, in this season. We might be able uh, to find out. No, I'm just looking here. It doesn't. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't really say. But you know, if if he comes free in the summer, you know, we, we've saved ourselves 25 million. Yeah, which you know, you kind of look at the positives from the negatives with the, with how that would have to happen to come about. But you know that that that's that's just part. Sadly, it's part and parcel with the situation they're in, and I do feel sorry for them in a way. I would hope that if if the war hasn't come to an end by that point, that FIFA at least allow the transfer to go through so Shakhtar do actually get some money and we actually get the player. Because the only thing the only the only bad option in that in that worst case scenario that I've put forward is he becomes a free agent and if he goes and scores eight goals and gets eight assists or something like that for us. Arsenal, Real Madrid, Chelsea—they might come sniffing. Are already sniffing around him, apparently. Oh yeah, they'll they'll probably offer us. Um, they'll probably offer us for uh, 70, 70 million and give him a uh, a thirty-three year contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, pay him a month. And, and and one Arsenal fan's already got him. You know, photoshopped into an Arsenal shirt ready. So. Um, but uh, just to say, the, the way that the loan to Leon apparently has worked out, uh, on the 7th of March 2022, FIFA announced that due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, all the contracts of foreign players in Ukraine are suspended until the 30th of June 2022. And they are allowed to sign with clubs outside Ukraine until that day. On the 31st of March 2022, Tete used the new rule to join Leon in France until the end of June 2022. The arrangement was repeated for the 22-23 season as FIFA extended the system for another year. Um, I'm, you know, like I say, it, it does complicate things, but and this is what he said. And now I know these are always, you know, agent written and everything like that. But he said on LCFC TV, "I'm really happy to be here." I've had a look at the pitch and the stadium. It's beautiful, and I can already imagine what uh, it'll be like. Uh, with a lot of fans. I hope to score a lot of goals and assists. I hope they'll all be happy to see me play. I'm happy to be a Fox. Um, I mean, like I said, they're never going to sort of come out and go, God, I'm only here because of the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The war. I said it once, but I think I got away with it. Um, but at least we've not got... Who was it who signed for Everton that got really, really peed off that January window? Oh, God. Yeah, I know you mean. Was it Fabian yes. Delph? Was it there? And he looked yeah. absolutely uh, miserable. But look, you know, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on him because, you know, Christiansen and Tete are not going to suddenly get us into the Champions League, you know, this season. But you would hope it, it it's... We, we're behind other teams. We know we are with the situation as it has been. And 
you know, it's sod's law. Had we not tried to apply to FFP rules, we'd have probably been sat in a European place only to be told at the end of the season, sorry, you can't play because you've broken UA for FFP rules. And that would piss us off even more. Uh, but I think it's going to help us. Um, somebody was saying earlier, Harry Souter had been left out of the Stoke squad today. Yeah, that's that's a rumour that won't go away, which, which piques my interest because... I'm just waiting for a Fabrizio Romano t- tweet to suggest that Leicester are pushing forward. Maybe we'll get a uh, tweet tomorrow saying, here we go, Leicester have agreed with Stoke on a fee, player in Leicester, medical awaiting further news. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I've, I've heard some things... Um, Unfortunately, I'd love to say with some reliable attachment to them, but I've only heard the whispers in the wind as it is. But it reminds me of Maguire when when he left us, wasn't it? You know, Madison would come out and say he's he's ill, he's ill, and obviously you're trying to heart, you're trying to get some stuff on it, but a bit convenient, doesn't it? Who knows? Who knows? We 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 will see. Maybe we will get something developed over the next twenty four hours. Well, Alex Neal, the Norwich, no, sorry, the Norwich, the Stoke manager, has uh, come out and said they do not need to sell Harry Souter uh, or anyone else to meet Stoke's financial fair play demands. Uh, the thing with the Harry Souter one is that it's come from the Athletic. Now, you know that you know Rob Tanner at the Athletic. He's one of the journalists I trust. He, yes. He's, he's, okay, we know Fabrizio and, and his history, but. This guy is, you know, used to work for for the Mercury and and, and he's been on the BBC uh, Radio Leicester, and he does know his stuff. You know, he, he's not. And let's face it, if you know, the, I made a decision this window not to literally post every single rumor because at that I'd never be off the bloody website, you know, updating it all the time. But I think, uh, you know, he's saying here now he's posted this uh, today. In fact, so he's only just posted this. Um, Leicester City to end transfer window with a flurry. Tete, who we now knows in, Harrison and Suter. Um, after three almost completely stagnant transfer windows in a row, Leicester are finishing this one with a flurry. Um, so we'll get past the um, so it's not UEFA, I do apologize. It's FIFA, isn't it? That have done the thing. Leicester apparently have made a bid of 20 million pounds for Leeds winger Jack Harrison. Um, the outcome of that offer seemed Leicester and would Lee's deliberating over whether to sell or tie down the 26-year-old on a new long-term contract. He's got 18 months on his deal. So we know, you know, how that uh, how that feels, don't we? Um, yeah, exactly, do. Uh, and that, then... That, um, sounds like the, that sounds like Leeds are waiting <laughs> on Jack Harrison more than they are Leicester to maybe up the bid. I... I that makes that sound like Leicester have gone twenty million, and Leeds are going. Well, we don't really want to lose you. We're hoping you're going to sign Newcastle. But, uh, we got Newcastle, a new deal. But <laughs> where, do you, where where do you stand? Because obviously they don't want to get to. They don't want to get to January. They don't want to get to the summer, and all of a sudden he's got a year left in his contract, and they find themselves in a Yuri Tillerman sort of situation. They'll be yeah. wanting to, if the opportunity is there and he's not quite sure about committing his future to Leeds, then mm. they might begrudgingly want to cash in on him. So we'll see. 
this is it. And I mean, you know, it's interesting to see that in this window we have a certain Martin Glover uh, at the club. Um, mm. who was thought so highly of by Southampton that they wouldn't let him go and they put him on gardening leave. So, you know, it buggered our summer. That, you know, that didn't help with the summer transfer window. But before Southampton, I didn't know this, Glover was also at Leeds, albeit briefly. And several years before Harrison joined for Manchester City, but there is no question Harrison fits the criteria that Glover has spoken about. And I like this bit that he said, uh, Rob Tanner. After signing experienced duo Ryan Bertrand and Janik Vestergaard, Leicester returning to their model of acquiring younger up-and-coming talent that can be developed and also grow in uh, residual value. I think he meant to say there was that after signing... The mistakes that are Ryan Bertrand and Yannick Vestergaard, Brendan Rodgers were taken off um, transfer duty. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and also, we have to remember, we always have to remind ourselves with Yannick and, and Bertrand, they were third choice options because, surprise, surprise, we're still suffering with injuries on the wing back situation. And we were low on centre backs as well in terms of depth. So, you know, again, two players that have been a bit of a disaster, but again, haven't apart from paying their wages, obviously their high their high wages. Unfortunately, that's probably been the biggest thing. But it's not like it's not like we paid forty million for the pair and they've absolutely flopped sideways. We've spent about fifteen million on the pair, and because obviously one of the Bertrand was free. But you know what I mean? It's 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 one of them where Leicester are just making up for past deals that haven't worked out so yeah it'd be it'd be great yeah uh the chuckle brothers says great they are they, they just go on to say suitor could be a summer signing um obviously we've not got that long left now two days but um it, it, yeah it's, it's great it's good to see you know the the players we're signing we, you know, we're not. We did have with, with the, um, you know, the Bertrand and the um, Vestergaard signings. There was a hell of a lot of desperation there, and I think because I don't say they're bad players because they were both Premier League players, and Ryan Bertrand did look good uh, in pre-season. Unfortunately, he got injured, and that was I think the pre-season was the last game he ever played for us. But there was mm. definitely a whiff of desperation about the signings. Oh, yeah, that definitely was. And obviously, we know our situation. So, we had to make some signings that we probably didn't want to. But we had to get somebody in from somewhere. And, that, and they were the options that we could scrimp and scrape. At. And, and, you know, you talk about Christensen who came in the window. Something that's quite interesting that went straight over every single Leicester fan's head, I'm sure we'll all admit, is he actually came here in the off-season. From, from where he was playing from, because Copenhagen right now are just, were just about to come back to, to pre-season. Yeah. So, this, you know, the fact that he managed to get half an hour in the game at Walsall, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he'll that mean he'll play against Villa. I think we may still see Luke Thomas for that game because of that. And Dewsbury Hall did mention it in his post-match, actually, that it, that it was there off-season. So he's still got to get up to speed. But that, that that's something that um, um, that makes that deal glad that we got that one done first. Yes, you know because it's given him a time to settle in. You know, I know Tete will be different because he's been playing with Leon, so he can maybe start against Villa or or or, or, he'll, or he'll come off the bench. Um, 
we'll see. But you know what I mean? It's nice to know that to a point they're kind of coming with tandem. They both get a an extra, you know, Christensen gets an extra week to settle and get his fitness up. Tete gets a couple of days to settle and, and, and get used to the training. And then we'll see come Villa and Spurs over the next few games. We could see some interesting performances from our two new signs and maybe others, Chris. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't. Uh, I mean, like you say, you know, I, I, it is true about the off season. Because I remember, I think it was Brendan saying, look, you know, he, he's three, you know, three or four weeks, you know, maybe still to get up to full fitness. Uh, but uh, there's a week until we play uh, Villa. So fingers crossed for Tete. Um, I'd like Harrison. I've got to be honest with you. I do think he would be, I mean, he scored a brilliant goal yesterday uh, for Leeds. Again, all right, it was only Accrington, et cetera, et cetera. But still, you know, I, I, I think he's an exciting signing. And suit. we just need a centre-back. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, if you've got yeah. a spare pair of boots, mate, I'd sign you and get you in there. <laughs> I might be able to just sum off if, if the deal's right, mate. Just don't rule me out of the move just yet. <laughs> how, much, how much money a week do you want? Uh, let's see if, you gonna, if you fit into FFP. <laughs> 50 quid in a bounty bar per week will do me. <laughs> oh, no, you're asking for bounty bar. No, no, you've just priced us out of the market, mate. Yeah, oh, I'm so close. So close to the dream move. But uh, yeah, um, well, at least we've signed somebody. It's more than Everton appeared to be doing with Sean Dyche. Um, but there we go. It's great news. It's great news. Uh, and, and it is going to be exciting to see a Brazilian. Let's just not put too much pressure on these lads because of the situation we're in at the moment. And they do, are going to need time time to settle. Brad, thank you very much. I know it was very short notice. I I didn't wake up till lunchtime this morning. Um, it was a late night for me. And then I woke up to see that we'd, we'd got a Brazilian and uh, it was a very late invite. But thank you very much for coming on. Top 10 Battles is your channel, as we can see with the name that you've got there. Again, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me, not this close, you can't, but you can usually find me on, on, on my YouTube channel, Top 10 Battles, as it says there. We do footballing shows uh, and a football quiz uh, that runs alongside that. So if you enjoy Top 10 lists that, that are all about football, uh, go and check me out. Give us a subscribe and, and, uh, and, and enjoy the content that's up there. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Full Time Focus, uh, you'll never miss any notifications for that. And, yeah, obviously, you'll see me here more times than not, probably on deadline day. Who knows? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I, otherwise, it's going to be a very long evening on my own. <laughs> I'm trying to do uh, it. I might talk to you for a little bit and leave you, leave you hanging for a few hours. And then, just, and then the second and then the second of the silence and outs, I'll cut the link, mate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it, I know it's going to be Leicester. We'll either we'll not do anything until uh, eleven p.m. and fourteen seconds, and then we'll be trying to do a quick uh, thing. But of course, the other place, the other place that you can find Brad is, of course, doing our promo. <laughs> So thank you for doing that. Well, for the right price, I'll do a promo for anybody. But that's a different story. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Anyway, thank you very much for giving up your Sunday and joining us. And um, we will see Well, we'll see you tomorrow, probably at seven for the FA Cup draw. Yes, yes, that'll be fun. Uh, thank you for saying 
uh, for interrupting me Sunday. It's it, it's me day of rest in the family, as you know, with the stories that got told. It's me day of rest. So uh, I'm well, off so to go. It should be your busiest day. <laughs> no, no, no. Day, day of rest, mate. I'll just be uh, chilling out, turning water into wine and, 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 and all that jazz that I usually do. I've never been able to do that. I can turn wine into water very, very easily, but I can't do it the other way around. Uh, it's 1-1 with five minutes of injury time just been announced, and it's getting a little bit uh, juicy at uh, at the old Amex Stadium with the tackles going in. Brad, have a good one, mate. Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow night. I'll see you then, mate. Take care. Don't forget, bring your numbered balls with you. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care, mate. See ya. So that's another one through the door. Tete. Um, it's Tete time. And um, I'm just pleased we're making signings and resilience at that. Uh, last few comments. Um, great. Thank you very much, mate. Great show, he says. Thank you very much. Uh, Brad uh, is still in the green room. Hope you can hear this. Anthony says he will message you. <laughs> get a room you two um we're going to be back uh like we actually said um tomorrow night uh no we're not yes we are tomorrow night i'm trying to think i'm getting my transfers and my fa's oh my god oh my god brighton have scored 91 minutes sorry let's just oh oh my god I don't believe it. Oh. Bear with me. The, the, the manager is looking absolutely like... Yeah, so what? <laughs> Catching up with the latest news on LTID Radio. They're just checking, I think, for an offside. From the, from the free kick, were, was this, they were, well, technically, they might have had a foot offside. Um, <laughs> Brad just said, clop out. <laughs> oh, my God. They're checking goal. They are checking the goal for a possible offside. We'll just stay. We'll just stay while we while we see what's going on here. I don't know if Brad wants to come back on or not uh, for two seconds, but um, we'll just check what is going on. That is absolutely... I just turned to the left, and there it was, 91 minutes. It, it, it's going to be one of those toenail moments if it is offside. Uh, but then, of course, having won the FA Cup like that, we all know... Oh, onside! I think they're calling him on. Somebody's got a handout. Somebody has got a handout. It looks like it's onside. It's been given. It's been given. Brighton and Hove Albion 2, Liverpool 1. That's another team we can't get in the next round. It was a free kick, number 22. Oh, lovely bit of play there from the Brighton number 22. It was a free kick. He went over the box. It was headed back in, I think. And number 22, Mitomino. Now, we all know him. I mean, what trouble did he cause us? Mitomina uh, has scored the winner. 92nd minute. Ah. Oh. 
Well, it does. It does. I mean, nobody could celebrate there. Darwin Nunes has come on. Um, <laughs> uh, at the same time as England took a wicket, how are we doing in the cricket? We, we, we've lost the series, haven't we, already? Um, well, we, you, you've just missed it, old Jay. We've just been talking about him for an hour. Um, I'm just going to stick with this, though, until, it, until the final whistle goes, um, just to see what, what's going to happen. But um, I think we're happy. Uh, we've, we've got to be happy. He's a, he's a winger. He's a left-footed right midfielder, which is what Brendan wants 100%. He can also play on the left, and he can also play as an attacking midfielder. Um, Klopp is... I'm sure Klopp will say, well, you know, it was spitting with rain or the wind was blowing in the right, right wrong direction. You know, you know he'll, he'll find something to moan about. Winge, 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 winge. We're into the 96th minute now. This is time added on for the goal being scored. So it's time added on onto the time that's added on. Brighton and Hove Albion at home, and it's Brighton and Hove Albion 2, Liverpool 1. Wow, 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 wow. Liverpool will 2-1 up as well. Oh, they're making a substitution, Brighton. Um, of course, run the clock down. This is going to be Liverpool season is going to be over. I mean, they've got they're in the Champions League, but I think they've got Real Madrid, I believe. Oh, they brought a defender on at a at a corner. Is it? No, it's a throw in. Salah's got the ball. He's trying to turn and jink it round. It's chipped in. Time's got to be up soon. There's another minute added on. It's out for a goal kick to Brighton. And that surely is going to be it now. Uh, that was Mitamino as well. <laughs> He's all over the place. What a player he is. Maybe that's the player that Arsenal should be after. I think when... Uh, and I do apologise. I don't know who the Brighton goalkeeper is. But when he is... Um, when he kicks this ball out, I think that is going to be... It and uh, as the Brighton fan, they're holding a, 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 a foam FA Cup. Who wouldn't bet against them winning it? Wouldn't, wouldn't... <laughs> David says he loves the. I'll come to you and a question in a second, Jay. David says he loves the Liverpool faces, indeed. And there it is. Is it? Don't know what's happened. Yes, it is. It's, I mean, the whistle went. It looked, he held his arm out the ref, and the Brighton players didn't respond. Um, but they are through to round five. Liverpool are out. Liverpool are out their season. I'm sorry, because I don't, I personally don't think they'll get top four this season. I think there are four better teams than them. Um, I think they'll probably scrape into Europe in, in, in some form, but it won't be the Champions League this season. They're in the Champions League, but I believe they've got Real Madrid in the next round. Somebody might correct me, uh, and that ain't going to be easy for them. Jay, just coming back to you. Sorry, bud, but I've just joined this awesome news for us getting that winger. Uh, yes, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Newcastle fans getting very excited. Oh, they signed Tete. That means they're going to let Madison go. No, it doesn't. 
well, if he goes, he goes, let's be honest with you. But what it means is that Madison can come back into his more central role. That's where he is best. For me, for me, you have got to give Madison, you've got to give Madison the freedom of the park. You go where you want. And if he's in the centre, he can go to the left, he can go to the right. Whereas on the right, you are restricting him a little bit. So it's it's a good move all round. He's got a week to settle in. He's, as Brad said earlier, he's already playing for uh, for Leon, so he's going to be match fit. Unlike Christiansen, who who because he's the danger on the winter break, so we could see him in some form against Villa on Saturday. Um, and uh, Jay says an extra pace from what I've seen. He can supply. Yeah, I mean he's played seventeen times this season, six goals. And three assists, we'd take that, wouldn't we? Um, Jay, I agree with you, pal. He's a 10 creative gem. I think he is. I think he is. Um, I'll take those stats. I'll tell you, 17 games, six goals, three assists. Uh, when he was playing for Shakhtar, he played 75 times for Shakhtar. He scored 25 goals. That's one in three. I don't think we've had a one in three striker ever, have we? Looking forward to it. Jay, tell you what, subscribe to the channel, mate, if you're new. Thank you very much. Please subscribe to the channel. Anybody that's new, subscribe. Click on the notification bell, and then you'll never miss a, uh, a an interview, a uh, or sorry, a show again. Uh, and smash the likes because that does help the channel as well. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow at seven o'clock with uh, the FA Cup draw. And just to let you know, um, the show we do that's called The Conversation, which is uh, the one-to-one the -one talk show, uh, we have got on Wednesday, David Connolly, the ex-Leicester striker, is joining us. The week after that, we've got uh, Russell Osman on the 8th of February. These are at 9 o'clock. So Wednesday the 1st, it's David Connolly. Wednesday the 8th, it's Russell Osman. And Wednesday the 15th, it is Ian Hume. And then sandwiched in between all of those, because he's still trying to get Janino out of his pocket, Monday the 6th of um, February, 9 o'clock, we normally have the review show. We won't be doing it that day, because we are going to be interviewing Pontus Kamark. You all remember him, if you are old enough to remember us winning the, uh, the League Cup uh, under Martin O'Neill that first year. Like Brad said earlier, he's probably has still got Janino in his pocket. Thank you very much, guys, for watching. If you've been listening on the podcast, we're now obviously teamed up with Talk Sports and their fan podcast. So it's great to have you along. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Please subscribe to the TV channel. Thank you for lending me your eyes. Thank you for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. I've done with them. I will see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, for the uh, for the FA Cup fifth round draw, we're in it. Liverpool aren't, Arsenal aren't. Guys, have a good rest of the weekend. Take care. Goodbye. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It it's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.